Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 24th. Why are you making that face? Because it is fantasy extravaganza. I thought you couldn't hear me for a second. I was about to be No, I'm ready. I, I, dude, even prepping this, I was like, oh my God. I didn't realize how much I needed this until I was in the middle of it. It's just something we enjoy doing. And, you know, work has been not great the past uh, couple go-arounds for us, but this is what we needed. Nice little break, talk about some football. Hopefully, you know, I'm just hoping for our sake, anyone, you know, want as many people to listen as possible, but everyone you're in a league with, you know, turn it off now if you're listening, and then listen on Sunday. And then if you're in a league with me, uh, you know, ask me to resend you this episode in like two weeks when all my drafts are done. But... You know, at a certain point, you know, maybe people will just, you know, something will come up and they won't take take our gold. But yeah. if you can't get the vibe already, we're going to be doing a lot of our own fantasy stuff. But while it does suck, if someone does listen and, you know, they do poach us, uh, these are phone calls that we have. So, of course, we just need to throw it onto the podcast. So we'll just start quickly. Not many... Huge injuries, I guess. I mean, the Colts, Rigoberto Sanchez out for the year. Devastating. You know, people could joke, yeah, oh, it's a punter. But he's, like, literally one of the best punters in the game. So that's no small uh, That's no small loss. They did just sign uh, – I don't remember his full name. His last name is Hack from the Bills. I mean, he lost out to the punt god, the guy who could punt 82 yards. So not many people are beating him out. I think it's about as good a replacement as you can get right away, but – you never want to see it, especially for a guy that's been through everything like he has. You know, that's not something you want to see. And it just sucks. Aside, yeah, I see you don't want to elaborate further on a punter. Um, well, <laughs> if it's if like the Vikings punter just got her, I'd be very upset. But yeah, you it, don't care because it's not your punter, jerk. Punter's J.C. Jackson, eh, enough out of you. J.C. Jackson, two to four weeks. Uh not what you want to see for a team that has high, high aspirations. Apparently, it's not going to be terrible. I don't. I don't, don't know how to feel about these these surgeries taking two to week, like couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, like what, what are we is missing? Are we got marital miracle fucking doctors lately with with these yeah, types of things? I don't understand it. And then this one will have the most relevance, obviously, is Michael Thomas. More so to you than me, because I'm I'm like very scared already. You've been targeting him a lot, and that hamstring, like that's one of the last injuries you want to hear about this late well, in camp. We're we're gonna get pretty uh pretty deep in this, and you're gonna hear how I really feel about Michael Thomas pretty soon. Yes. So if we missed any injuries, apologies, but we want to just dive right in. Uh how do we want to do this? One at a time, or yeah, let's do one at a time. Let's do one at a time. I um, we're gonna do our, honest, my list yeah. is not in a specific order. Like it's Neither not like mine. Like, I just yeah. rattled These off just people. Sleepers. This is no yeah. particular order. Some of mine are deep. Again, like last year, really do wish I had stayed home all along with my king, Amon Ra, St. Brown. I think that one, amazing. Um, but, yeah, all these guys on my list, not saying there was any qualification for what, you know, made a sleeper. Uh, all my guys are 120 or lower, so there are some deep ones. Most, I would say four out of five of my guys are lower than, what, 150 or 120-ish. So I do have one person in the top 80. 
who I just think is a sleeper because of my projection for how this team is going to go. And I will start with him. My lowest ranked sleeper is Tony Pollard. I mm-hmm. I know he may not be a sleeper to most people, but he is not in the top 50. He's probably going to be a seventh round picker later in 10 man leagues. And I don't have faith in a certain running back on the Cowboys. And I think that Tony Pollard is going to be taking the job and running with it. And in my eyes, if you could get a running back who's going to be starting, who can honestly finish as a top 15 running back in the 80s, I think it's a good pick. I I would probably compare him to Kareem Hunt in years past where people were drafting Kareem Hunt in probably like the ninth or 10th round and getting extreme value out of him. So I do believe that Tony Pollard is a sleeper with um, low risk, great reward in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine is very similar to yours. ESPN PPR ranked once. I'm giving out the exact spot where you could find these people too. So if I do have some deviants that I'm drafting with, you're welcome because I'm giving you the exact number. ESPN, this is PPR rankings, 166. Kenneth Gainwell, same division, same position, same role on the depth chart. I mean, Miles Sanders, we've been waiting. It hasn't really been happening. Kenneth Gainwell flashed a little last year, and the word around Sanders isn't really like great anyway. Yeah, you always got to worry about injuries, and he just, you know, there hasn't been for me. It's been the gut and the vibes of the camp. I haven't really heard many flashy things about him. And Kenneth Gainwell, I know, is a guy that they do like. This is a guy you could get probably thirteenth or later. And when you know zero RB is becoming bigger and bigger of a strategy, or more and more of a popular strategy, you know, these are the kinds of guys. I'm not saying it will be Kenneth Gainwell. He's just one to look out for. But he's the. This is the range and the kind of situation where. You do find those diamonds in the rough. It might not be the first couple weeks, but let's say Miles Sanders goes down or the performance just isn't there, and then Kenneth Gainwell comes in, starts catching the ball, starts breaking off some runs. You might have just a little gem, not a guy who's going to be a top 12, but you know you draft him 13th, 14th, 15th. If he drops that low in that round and he's a top 20 running back, I mean, you're ecstatic, and that's a guy you could easily just have on the bench or someone you might want to trade if he has like those three early huge weeks just to like get a position that you might need. So I think it's the same exact position as Pollard, a less flair than Pollard because Pollard's ranked higher, definitely, and Gainwell. But I think it's the same situation. And Miles Sanders, I think, definitely has a lot less leeway than Zeke. So it might even be a spot where it's even more likely than Pollard. So I like that. I like Gainwell. There's going to be a certain player that we're going to talk about in our next segment who will correspond with what you're saying. So I like that. Uh, my next player is someone we talk about a lot. I call him my dynasty god and is not who you're thinking. It is George Pickens. He is 234th for standard. I didn't um, pick him solely because I knew you were going to. Yeah. Um, in PPR, he's like in the 170s now, so he's definitely made a significant jump. I'm shocked he's that low in standard. I mean, I'm a I'm a 10-man standard league, 234. You're not seeing this unless you're scrolling down. There's no way – you're going to see him get I know who you're in a league with, though. If you've already started talking about Pickens, you you got you do have snipers in there who are going to find We do. Him. We do. I don't think that he's going to get sniped too early, and I'm okay waiting for him. I don't really want to reach on him too bad, but if I have a pick with like my second to last or third to last pick, I'm going to go for him. Um, I, I just firmly believe he's going to be great. 
I, I really, really think he's going to be a star. You know, he may not jump off the, the books early. Um, that offensive line is kind of shaky for the Steelers. It's not perfect. So I think that he's a good late-round target in uh, lower 10-man leagues, maybe 12. But if you're in a 16-man league, hell, I'd reach on him. If you need someone to produce late in your draft, I would reach the hell out of him just because you never know. Yep. No, we're both on the same page there. Uh, we'll see. I hope to get him in at least one league because I just do think it'll happen. Uh, just a pop might be that situation. Um the next two are going to be fairly obvious, and I'll just own all bias. Naeem Hines, I mean, duh. 120 in PPR, I think he's going to smash this. I think, you know, I teased this a few weeks ago. I think he's the one. He's not, like, in the same situation as Pittman last year, but getting him this low, you'll look back by week eight or nine criminal. and be like, how it's criminal. this low? There's there's no reason why he should be going this low, and I think it's – crazy. From the last, like, him, wave of rankings, he dropped four spots, and I'm like, how? I mean, he's been working out as wide receiver. Matt Ryan loves throwing to running backs, and Frank Reich's been very vocal about Jonathan Taylor getting less work this year to preserve him. They don't want to run him into the ground, which means more room for Hines. I know Lindsey will get onto the field as a as pure running back more, but you know the vibes are like maybe they're not adding or vet receiver for a reason because this guy's going to take a huge role uh, in that department i mean when philip rivers was there similar qb to matt ryan again i've said it over and over i think matt ryan is better at this point in time than rivers was but rivers was still solid matt ryan loves throwing to his running backs they're always fantasy relevant it seems like especially receiving ones we've saw sorry got some work stuff on the side sorry don't disrupt me from naeem hines work yeah Uh, saw how Devontae freeman had some very fantasy relevant years as a receiving running back we don't have to go again about Cordero Patterson. We already know that. Um, he was the 15th overall running back with Philip Rivers. I don't even think he reached the ceiling of what he can reach, especially with an even more increased role from that year. All I have to say. twenty. I mean, he's been dead and taken as early as I've seen as the eighth round now. I used to be able to get him in the 11th. I'm comfortable, I think, ninth as the earliest round I would take him. It depends, obviously, on the situation where I'm at running back-wise. I prefer him to be my running back four, but because I'm an asshole and a Colts fan, if he's my running back three, I would not be distraught about it. I think something that goes to show, too, just about what type of player we're going to see in Hines this year was what we saw out of the preseason games with Matt Ryan and Hines. Hines is being targeted like a flipping maniac. This guy is absolutely nuts. He likes him. He loves him. He wants to get him the ball. Hines, to me, is a sure deal, just like Pittman was last year. This is a late-round guy that you could get for free and who's going to be a top-20 guy, minimum. So I think that Hines is free money and that if you just take a flyer on him in the 10th, 9th, hell, I, I was in some mocks and he did get drafted early. So like, there's going to be people in PPR leagues that are going to be going for him. For me, in standard, I'm going to take him to take him just because I need a backup for Jonathan Taylor. Um, you need that, that, um, handcuff. So I will be taking Hines 100%. And I think he's just one of your most secure sleepers in this draft. And I do believe that you have someone on my list as well. So I will let you take him. So I'm going to go out of order and, you know, I'm also going to go with my own team here. I think that Kirk Cousins is a fantasy football sleeper because he is ranked 152nd. 
he is outside of the top 10 wide receiver uh, quarterbacks. Uh, most people are targeting him as a backup quarterback. And to me, he is 1 million percent going to be my backup quarterback. I think that we are going to see maybe Kirk Cousins' best year or second or third best year, which is still enough fantasy relevant. Um, when you're talking about Adam Thielen, um, Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, and Dalvin Cook, not even including Irv Smith, he's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I think that the Vikings offense should be a lot better than it was in years past. And I think Kirk Cousins is a legitimate sleeper. Yeah, no, and that's how I feel. I, I, I'm just going to briefly, you know, I'll wait till I throw my little brief part in. Uh, you and I are definitely, I would say, banking. I think we're, we're dangerously close to banking on the Vikings really trying to mirror the Rams' offense. And, I mean, at this point, like, listen, I do think overall as a player, Stafford's certainly better than Kirk Cousins, but just the makeup of them, high yardage guys. Um Kirk, honestly, probably a little more accurate, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't have as many turnovers as Stafford, but similar. If you give him the right kind of offensive guy, who knows what kind of stuff can click. Um, We saw Stafford go from ineptitude to literally a Super Bowl champion with getting an elite play caller. Again, we don't know how Kevin O'Connell will do as a coach, but he's coming from that offense, and, you know, that's the vibe. That's the wave. This kind of offense needs an offensive guy with the offensive skill players, skill position players that they have. It's kind of why I'm high on the Vikings this year, being like, you know, one of those teams that can come out of nowhere, especially in the NFC. Um, And I feel kind of the same way about Matt Ryan. He's not in my sleeper. I'll just throw him as an honorable mention right now. Same deal as Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins definitely has a bigger upside just because he is more of a gauntlet at receiver. Um, You know, you literally have probably a top two or three receiver in the game. Um, so definitely a bigger chance there for more yards for Kirk Cousins, but look at Matt Ryan also. He's in the 200s. He's even criminally lower than Kirk Cousins. I think it's ridiculous, but let me continue on the cold train. I feel like the guy I'm about to say is who you also had on your list, and that would be Mr. Alec Pierce. Yes, it is. And he surprisingly hasn't really moved in terms of like people draft him earlier. I mean, there's so many beat reporters raving about him and just the measurables we talked about last week how smooth he's been looking, Reggie Wayne. I mean, Reggie Wayne's working wonders with him. The guy just looks smoother and smoother every week. You find him at PPR 183. I mean, that is so low. Um, I Give me all that. I think Alec Pierce is going to be awesome. Matt Ryan is going to love having this guy out there and just, just smooth. You're just going to get smooth routes. I think he's going to be a big catch. Maybe not a huge yardage guy. Maybe I'm in over my head saying possibly 1,000 yards as a rookie, but I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of receptions from him. Especially because, guess what? Pittman's going to get a lot of attention. The pit god himself. So that's going to free up Alec Pierce on some subpar corners. And I think he's going to work wonders. I think his adjustment to the NFL will be very quick. And, again, an un- underrated thing is, do you know who he was practicing against every day at college? Mr. Sauce Gardner, who was – For for some reason, I thought you were going to say in the NFL. I'm like, well, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, <laughs> also. I mean, that's probably where it should be even more relevant. But you start by practicing against Sauce Gardner every day. Then you're going against Stefan Gilmore every day during training camp. I mean, this guy's going against absolute studs of the position. So they're not doing that on accident. They're not putting him against Gilmore in practice on accident. So when you get to the regular season, smoother, Matt Ryan, very accurate. Frank Reich, 
schemes plays players open all the time. And I think Alec Pierce is going to absolutely feast this year. Yeah. Feast him and Pickens. If you can get both of them, do it. I I just think Pierce is like one of those guys like being sold on very low and is just have such potential. He's a number two wide receiver. I yes, he's a rookie, and yes, there's still a lot to be proved, but the measurements, the size, you take away our fandom from this podcast, Alec Pierce would probably still be up here. Like, granted, he's someone that we notice more because we want to see the, the Colts do well, and me specifically, you being a Colts fan. It's Alec Pierce has everything that he should to be good. And honestly, like, I know Traylon Burks is ranked pretty high, but like, Traylon Burks is right there too. Like, I think that he's not getting ranked high enough. So uh, he's not one of my sleepers or someone I want to compare him to. Um, I am going to go with this player just because I think you're going to take him. Uh, he is my other dynasty hero and that's James Cook. Yeah, no, uh, I, that's, I left him off because I mean, we're, we're lying. Good. I knew where you were going to take him. I think he's in like the 120 ranges. He he's, he's late. And honestly, that, that Bill's running back room. I can't tell you who's going to come out on top. I mean, Singletary is ranked the highest. Moss is not nowhere to be found. And James Cook is next. And honestly, James Cook, if he could be an inkling of his brother, and I'm not trying to just make that the cause for him being ranked this high, but watch him play. If you had a slight eye issue, you would think that's Dalvin Cook running. I mean, he is so eerily similar to his brother that he looks amazing. So I am, I'm very happy I have him in my dynasty league. Um, My draft strategy, I'm not going to share too much of it. It may not allow me to take James Cook, depending on how I draft. Um, I will let everyone know how that goes after this Saturday, because that is my my specific draft. Um, but if I could get James Cook late, I'm going to be dancing, because I, I think he's going to be someone that he may not start early, but he's going to have the starting job when fantasy matters, and you really need to start winning. Yeah, no, and there's been situations where I've gotten him and Hines, and I do love that. Um, I know I saw Zach Moss was getting some goal line work. That might be his thing this season. We'll see what happens with Singletary. I just think there's so much uncertainty, and I think at this point he's coming out freshest, most talented of the three, I believe, and I just think it's inevitable that he'll pop, especially, and I'll get to it later. I'll I'll save my point for later because it's very relevant later. Uh, Number four, I think you and I, would both agree here, especially because you've claimed to him as a Madden God. That is Mr. Albert O. Albert O. Albert O is not the Broncos. Um, I believe he's the tight end one. We already know the passing game is going to ha- see a major uptick. I know Russell Wilson hasn't been the most tight end friendly guy in the world, but I mean, we're talking about ESPN PPR rank 214. Guys, pretty much not getting drafted unless you're dealing with some snipers. In a couple leagues of mine, I feel like. He will be undrafted, so I do want him as my tight end, too. Uh, definitely your tight end, too. Um, you don't want to put all your eggs in the Alberto basket as your tight end one just yet. I mean, you have him as your two because there is that potential there, that untapped potential that maybe Russell Wilson and him can can start clicking. So it's, 214, I mean, I'm not going to give this the Amon Ross St. Brown treatment. Uh, I'm going to give no, that. I'm going to give Alan Pierce Brown, the honorary yeah. Amon Ra crown right now even though Amon Ra was post 200 just like Alberto but I just think this could be one of those 
not league winning, but it could be a team saving move. Let's say your bigger tight end goes down. Albert O comes in and just gives you consistently, you know, nine to 12 every week. For a guy who drafted that low at tight end, you'll take it, especially when there's so much disparity in the tight end position from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I think Albert O is going to be nutty. Granted, all right, so let's see here. Three, was it three years in a row? We had Noah Fant, then Irv Smith Jr. We, we were crucified from Irv Smith uh, doing an injury last year. Well, we're not doing now, anything crazy with Alberto. We're just having him as a sleeper. Irv Smith, we, we, yeah, yeah, we put we, him on a God-tier pedestal. Noah Fant, we didn't put on the Irv Smith pedestal, but we were very high in the Noah Fant train. We're just yeah. saying Alberto could be solid, so we're tempering it right now. I'm very excited about Albert. Oh man! Granted, I I, I know him mostly from fantasy, uh, from Madden. He was my god. I would turn this guy when he was like a 60 overall rookie to like a 90 overall tight end by like year two. He was a freak of nature. His speed is unmatched. He will run by anyone. And I know everyone wants to talk about Kyle Pitts because he's a unicorn, and Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. And like, we'll we'll get to Kyle Pitts soon. I. I just think that the value with Albert O that late in the draft for the type of player that he could be is worth it. It's so yep. worth it. Very so I, I love that. Um, I will stay on the, the tight end train here. And for me, this is – I'm the type of guy I'm not going to draft a tight end early. I'm not. Unless George Kittle falls into my lap like he has in some of these mocks, which I still don't feel great about. There's a certain tight end who is in the 160s in standard, so I'm sure he's a little bit higher in PPR, who is on one of the most high-power offenses that does have a little bit of injury concerns, but he's going to be playing like a psychopath this year, and it's Dawson Knox. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I I think he literally is free money. I mean, you you get him late. Granted, there's a couple tight ends who I want. It's crazy how low he's ranked. He's he's like 125, I think, in PPR. It's crazy. Dude, it's criminal how low he is ranked and it it actually like pisses me off because it makes no sense and like for me i'm targeting him as my number two just because i'm so high on someone else but if that player gets sick for me i'm i'm taking dawson knox so i i've loved dawson knox as my tight end too like he's a guy who i'll take two rounds after a certain tight end that we're both targeting um but, I mean, if he happens to be your tight end one, that's a perfect situation where, you know, Alberto, you slide in also. Because Knox, I think he was on pace to be a top – he might have honestly finished top ten. He did have missed some games. But, I think he did. I mean, him and Josh Allen have that connection. I think Dawson Knox so, was like tight end six or something. I, I got to pull it up. I just don't understand, like, why. Like, I understand there were some flop games from him. But, like, I don't know. It's one of those that just doesn't make sense. Uh, it might be a Pittman situation. We might have to ring the Pittman alert there. Number five, I've alluded to it. The groin injury when he was carted off does kind of give me a little pause, but it dropped his rankings of about 40 spots. That's McCole Hardman, 173. Yeah. Most uh, chemistry with Patrick Mahomes on this receiving core. Someone has to step up. I've said it time and time again. If not now, when's it going to happen? 173. I mean, guy's probably going undrafted across many leagues. You could get him in the 13th or later. If he's your sixth or seventh receiver, why not throw the flyer? So. I don't mind doing that. Uh, and that's our five sleepers. I, I threw in Matt Ryan as a little bonus uh, honorable mention. He's in the 200s, so you should be able to find him quite easily. Good streaming guy, I would say. Now, to players we're avoiding. 
high ranked. I think the specification I made to you was top oh, 100 players. Everyone that I've listed down is in the top 60. So we're dealing with, I you know. I think I have the top 60. Yeah. I do. I think top 50 even. So I'll start. I have three in the top 50 and then two 50 to 60. Number one, he was my number one sleeper or his teammate was, and that's Miles Sanders. I don't really need to elaborate more here. Uh, I already said it, why I'm high on Kenneth Gainwell. The bad vibes in camp, you know, he hasn't really – this guy's been ranked very high in fantasy for so long. I don't know why. He really hasn't – I mean, what, was it 2017 or 2018 that he had that really good season that he's been, you know, kind of piggybacking off of? I feel like everyone that's drafted Miles Sanders high has always been disappointed, and 58 still seems very high. Like, that's in the running back dead zone that everyone likes to talk about, you know, fourth to seventh round. Miles Sanders is going to be sitting there and I'm going to look right past him and hopefully, you know, get his teammate. I'd much rather have Kenneth Gainwell than Miles Sanders. I'm saying that right now. I am not touching Miles Sanders with a 10-foot fucking pole, and I also have him on my list, but I knew you would take him, so I actually added another player just because he's he's just that untouchable. For both of us to not speak about this and to both have him high up on this list just goes to show that Miles Sanders is untouchable. Do not draft him. There's, You know what? He could be good, but that running back room for me is too crowded. Yes, Kenneth Gainwell, where he is going, 100%. But where Miles Sanders is going, the value does not match the draft position to me. You're reaching for the stars with him where Jalen Hurts is a fantasy mofo who's going to steal those goal line rushes. Kenneth Gainwell is going to steal them. There's too many heads in that room that are going to steal touches from Sanders. I don't like it. I'm staying away from Sanders, so I'm the same way. Now, this player may surprise you, and I don't even, like, honestly, I did a couple mocks, and I still ended up taking him. So I'm still going to say this is the player I'm avoiding because I don't think he's going to fall into my lap, and the only way I'll take him is if he falls into my lap. But for me, it's Tyreek Hill. Wow. I am avoiding Tyreek Hill. I, I kind like of am too, honestly. <laughs> I like Waddle more than Tyreek Hill. And you know, yeah, whatever, ESPN just posted the video of Tyreek burning whatever the corner on the Eagles is, a blanking. But I, nothing against Tua. I just don't want anything to do with him. Literally no reason. There's just, I don't feel confident in his draft position. I think he's 12th. Because his draft position is based off of his past production. I mean, I get it. You got a good offensive-minded guy there. He's still going to be the wide receiver one. But, I mean, just look at – I don't care how accurate Tua is. Just look at the caliber of quarterback he's going from. I mean, yeah. I just think a drop is inevitable. And so, for him to still be rated everyone, as high as he's rated, like, I'm definitely avoiding that as well. I'm standard. So, for me, Tyree getting 10 catches in a game for 60 yards and no touchdowns does yeah. not help me. It, it doesn't. For that draft position, I'd rather take Waddle two rounds later – who I think could have probably the same production as him. So that's, yep. that's And they already have that chemistry. Yeah. Uh, this next one hurts because last year he was a guy who we had a different segment. We did players we thought were too low, so we changed things up a little. But it was Aaron Jones, and he's 23 right now, and I'm, I'm staying away from Aaron Jones. Has bur- burnt me last year, so there's a little part of that. But also there are, like, you know, injury – not huge injury concerns with him, but they're always there. The possibility for injury is always there. He always seems to miss a few games a season. And A.J. Dillon, the surgence is coming this year. Uh, the only reason I didn't include him as a sleeper is because he's soared up 
the boards now. I think he's up to like 86. I'd be shocked if he's not in the top 80 by the time I do my first draft and then my second one, which I'm sure he'll get stolen from me. But uh, I just think, you know, the rise of A.J. Dillon is certainly going to hurt Aaron Jones's production. And, you know, I just think at 23, I I wouldn't want Aaron Jones. I I'm, I might be crazy to say this. I feel like I'd be more comfortable with AJ Dillon as my running back too than Aaron Jones. And the fact that my gut is just going there is why I'm staying away from Aaron Jones. I don't want him as my running back too. If he was my running back three, I'd take it. But I, uh, I'm just not feeling it. Well, that's I mean, for me being in standard, I feel like Aaron Jones is going to be on the field a lot with AJ Dillon because you're in a position with A.J. Dillon now where he's going to be getting those goal line touches. He's going to be the main guy on the ground. And who else is there? I, okay. All the sports media loves to blow the Packers. I get it. Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs is going to be the guy. Alan Lazard's going to 100% replace the number one wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams. Whatever smoke everyone's or whatever crack everyone's smoking, <laughs> good for them. And you know what? Rodgers is that good that, you know, he may make everyone better and he may do everything that the media is saying he's going to do. But I can't justify drafting Aaron Jones when there's other players at that draft position, running back specifically, that will better help me in my standard league. So at all costs, I will avoid Aaron Jones. But if I have to take him, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, my next player is a guy who I had last year and who's pretty good and who's been consistently pretty good and probably doesn't deserve to be on this list. But the situation with the Panthers just worries me. I know Baker is getting to start week one. You know him and DJ Moore. Oh, that was my next one. All right, so that'll make it easy. I'll, I'll let you Moore. elaborate. I All my notes were was no, just no. I mean, ESPN, PPR, 27th. I mean, sorry. That's just not happening for me. We it's saw not. Baker Mayfield make Odell and Jarvis Landry pretty much not fantasy relevant receivers at their at the time that they were there better than DJ Moore. I mean, he's let me down also. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. I don't have the faith in DJ Moore that I had in him last year. Last year, he's a guy that I thought last year. Yeah, I and the only thing that changed is quarterbacks. And if anything, if you want to argue, Sam Darnold is less of an improvement than Baker Mayfield. So. Maybe I should be higher on DJ Moore, but for where I'm drafting, where I'm going to fall, I'm not it doesn't it. make sense. I'm avoiding him. I don't want him. For him to be ahead of Michael Pittman Jr. and A.J. Brown is absolute lunacy. It's criminal. A.J. Brown. On top, on top of a bunch of other receivers, I'm not going to list them off, but for him to be in the top 30 for PPR is absolute lunacy. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not even a top 20 receiver at the end of the season, and for him to be yeah. ranked this high, it's crazy. Um, so you stole mine. Uh, I'm going to go for my fourth now, and then you can – I guess we'll just swap the order. Uh, you you basically elaborated on it earlier with Tony Pollard. I have Damn. He, he's, just, we have no, – everyone, we have not shared our notes. He has taken Miles Sanders. I have taken DJ Moore, and now he's taking Zeke because I had Zeke. Zeke is honestly the number one freaking player I am avoiding. Yeah, like, I mean, at all he's, again, he's in that running back dead zone. I mean, it's just it just doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Uh, the, the Cowboys offense as a whole, definitely going to take a step back. In my opinion, you'll lose Amari Cooper. I, I think I just saw that Gallup is avoiding the, the pup list, but I don't know. O-line a little banged up. I just think the Cowboys are due for a regression this year. 
And I think Zeke is obviously going the wrong way. And it's crazy how he's 27 and Eckler's 27. And these two couldn't be at like any different points in their careers and how fantasy football players view them. But yeah, I'm avoiding Zeke all the way. I don't want him on my team at all. Unless he's my fourth running back. That's the only way where I'd be like, all right, RB4, I'll take a flyer out on Zeke, but not even as my top three. I don't want any part of Zeke. And I don't don't think Zeke should even be fantasy relevant. PPR, ESPN PPR 42, in case you need to know the exact position. I'm very, I'm like obscenely low on Zeke. Like it's absolutely ludicrous how he's not even in consideration on my team. Like I don't even look at where he is. I just look no, at I, 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 where he was for the basis him. of just providing the rankings because I'm trying to be a good person. So I had another player on this list that for no reason. I had him on here. He had a great year last year, almost the most amount of touchdowns, which Jonathan Taylor's a freak. Um, it, it was going to be James Conner, but I'm going to keep him off the list because, you know, if if the stars won, maybe I'd take him. I, I don't know. For me, it's his teammate, Marquise Brown. Oh, yeah. Not sure why. Avoiding him like the plague, and honestly, a lot of Cardinals I'm avoiding. I yeah, don't know. It's just a vibe thing there. It's a vibe thing. It's a vibe. And, you know, this is the year of the gut. I have not really looked at any of these must-draft these players. You, these are the sleepers. I I haven't done any of that. I am purely going with my gut and how I feel this year. Yep. I'm not in years past the research that I put in, and we're going to see if I do better this year. Yeah, no, there are some players who I've contemplated and realized, you know, this is more like a research podcast listening thing than my gut. And this one, again, you elaborated earlier. Um, I mean, Devin Singletary, he's ranked 59th in PPR, which I still feel like is crazy, crazy high. Um, for me, like you know, now Zach Moss we're seeing is getting goal line work. And James Cook, like we said, like I said earlier, I think is the most talented in that backfield. Uh has Devin has Devin Singletary like really strung it together? I mean, I know he's had games to make him He's had some stretches to put him up here. He's ranked to this high for a reason. I mean, I know the Bills offense is going to be a machine, but, like, I don't know, crowded backfield, especially with a guy who might have a clear role and someone who just might be more talented than him. I think 59th, another guy that's in that dead zone that I just don't want at all on my team. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, do I have one more? I kind of went off on James Conner. That's just – he's not, like, 100% avoidable. But for someone – you might not like this. Um, consistently, a thousand yard receiver, proven to be good. Touchdown numbers aren't usually there. He just got extended this offseason. And for me personally, I think his team is in a really scary position and nothing against the player. I am not taking him due to his quarterback and the team around him. One minute. So we're resuming. Uh, audio issue there. We'll try to. Get that sorted really quick. Um, yeah. So where I left off, yep. no fault of this player is his talent the reason why he's on this list. The fault is with his quarterback, with the team surrounding him. I can't name another receiver on this team off the top of my head. I mean, I can, but like you know what I mean. Like I'm, He's going to be double teamed every single game. The running like I know is, is. kind of sketch. And I haven't had him in fantasy, so like it's it's I've seen people with him, you know, maybe he's like eight points, you know, maybe a sixteen spot, mostly six points, still gonna put up a thousand yards. 
Can I guess who it is before you say the you name? You can. You can. It's a Brandon Cooks. It's not. Oh. Brandon Cooks, weirdly enough, has just been so relevant year after year that I would take him. For me, it's Terry McLaurin. Oh, I mean, I've already said I'm staying. Yeah, I'll get into that in a moment. I don't want to touch Terry McLaurin purely because of Commander Wentz. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'll elaborate very shortly. Um, yeah. Okay, so again, minor audio issues. We're figuring them out, but we're, we're set now. We're set now. We just finished Stern giving his Terry McLaurin uh, too high or player he's avoiding, and now let's start. With another new little spin, we only have three each, but safest teams, team situations, or position groups that we're targeting or you're intrigued with. This doesn't have to be too long because, again, everything that is in here is probably stuff we've already elaborated on players this episode or in the past. And my first one, again, I know how biased I am. I don't really care. But I want pieces of the Colts offense. And you'll all see why very quickly. You know how I am on Pittman. Hines and Pierce were both sleepers. And Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor, and I love the tight end room. And then Matt Ryan's there. So the Colts offense, I just want pieces there. I want pieces. I'm not going to say they're the safest team or situation, but I'm intrigued with them, baby. I'm intrigued. So I love it for me, my number one, which I'll just touch on quickly, and I put five, so I'll go to someone else. Um, For me, it's the Colts running back group. I think they are the safest position in, in, in fantasy that you could target. Like we said, Hines. JT, don't call me crazy. Who's your third back from the Broncos? I mean, if you want, like, I haven't even looked at Philip Lindsay as a sleeper, but like, you never Dude, know. Lindsay he's definitely is, not getting drafted. He's not getting drafted in any league. He's still quick as shit. He's relevant. The Colts running back group is the best, safest position to target. Offensive line is good. The division is eh. Money, 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 money. So that doesn't count. The Bengals wide receiver group. Yep, that you cannot that's go wrong with anyone. And we didn't mention this guy's a sleeper. Tyler Boyd at 146 is and 146 is nice, but I don't know. I'm burnt from him from last year. No, when when I say Tyler Boyd at 146, I'm saying you draft him and you pray to God that Jamar tears an ACL. You pray to God that T. Higgins goes down because he will be a number two and he will be great. Now, when I say that. I am not praying that anyone gets injured. I hope that everyone stays healthy. I did not mean it yeah, like good that. Good save. Good save. I'm just saying that the Bengals wide receiver group, I think, is the safest wide receiver group in fantasy. One of one of three. Definitely that we one of the safest. Um, I, I hinted at it earlier with Dawson Knox. Give me action on the Buffalo Bills, except for Devin Singletary. I mean, likely a top three offense. You're going to want pieces here. James Cook, Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen, please, so help me God, let me get him. Dawson Knox. Gabriel Davis, dare I even mention Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, you got weapons yeah, everywhere. McKenzie's such a sleeper. Did you, yeah, like, in that's the another one that we probably honestly moment. missed on. But Isaiah McKenzie, a name, another name, probably even the deeper sleeper than uh, some guys we had mentioned. But, yeah, Buffalo Bills, you really can't go wrong for the most part. Or there's special teams, defense special teams. You know, we don't give much love to defense and special teams on the pod, but give me anything. Get anything, Bills. Yeah. So I love it. Devin Singletary. <laughs> for me, for me, it's another wide receiver group, and I'm going close to the home. It's the Vikings. You, I don't think you could go wrong drafting Justin Jefferson. I think he is literally your safest pick in the top 10. And we might have missed another sleeper. Sorry to cut you off, but 
we know Daddy Thielen, KJ Osborne. Like that's yeah. kind of just been coming up my mental chart the past week. He should be sick. He should be sick. So, and like I said, God forbid, I don't want if I'm going to say it about the Bengals, I'll say it about the Vikings. You draft KJ Osborne late, late, late. God forbid Thielen. God forbid JJ. God for fucking bid JJ. Knock on every piece of wood you have. He's a guy that is going to produce. I already did that. He's going to be a guy who's going to produce late. So Vikings wide receiver group, I think, is a very safe position group to target. Absolutely. Especially with the insurgence of offensive mind in there. I mean, Justin Jefferson. If I had the uh, the fourth through sixth pick, he's my pick. If I had pick number five, he's my pick. If I have pick number six and he's there, he's my pick. I mean, give me all of Justin Jefferson. Uh, And my third, this is just a team as a whole, similar to the Bills. I'm just... Hello, Denver Broncos. I mean, you're getting yeah. an uptake yeah, in passing. Uh, yeah. This is another one of those wide receiver rooms also. I mean, mm-hmm. Sutton or Judy is going to be a guy that breaks out in a big way. I mean, Russell Wilson, when he's going and not hurt, seems to have very fantasy-relevant receivers. We already talked about Alberto. And then the running back room. You know how high we are on Havante. And Melvin Gordon has been just relevant. He's just been relevant. And then, of course, you got Russ at quarterback. So I don't think it's going to be as good as an offense of the Bills. No shot. But for fantasy, I think, hello, Denver. My eyes are on you. I have my last one. It is also a wide receiver position group. It is the San Francisco 49ers. Brandon Ayuk last year did not matter. I don't even remember last year. You are my guy, ranked 81st. 81st, you criminal mother F. I will take you in the sixth or seventh round, and I will be thrilled you will sit on my bench until you deserve to start, but I will make the same mistake two years in a row. I will do it. And Debo well, certainly isn't the safest room, but I, it's safe to say that you're probably intrigued by this room. This is not safe at all. Very intrigued. Very intrigued by the talent of Ayuk and Debo, and I Crazy. love it. I love it. All right. To now the exact opposite situation groups that we're not touching. Uh. Anything from the Washington Commanders for every reason you mentioned? Yep, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Terry's been one of the guys I've loved, but he wasn't even, you know, very – he w- was very inconsistent last year. And, God, he's going to take – he's going to take a little tumble this year. Uh, so I'm not touching any Commanders. The running back room scares me. Logan Thomas, I think his, flirt, you know, his flirting oh. with being a top relevant fantasy tight end is done. Receivers outside of Terry not doing it. And I'm not – I mean, Carson Wentz, there's your answer why. So they don't have a running back on that roster that is close to Jonathan Taylor. So there's no one I have. So I like that. I, I'll keep it with, uh, you know, I actually say, cause we're, I know it's on your list. Any bears offensive player. That's an, that's an honorable mention just cause I've already beat them down so much. And I figured you might just say them, but they it's were an honorable mention move. because I've made it very clear how I feel about the bears. The only one you can maybe get me to draft is Mooney, but like again, he's got to literally fall into my lap. But I, I will not be drafting any bear player. Yeah, no, it's just it's bad there. This one's sad because these are two guys that have been fantasy relevant their entire careers, pretty much. Or you know, maybe not the case with the second one, but the first guy's been just and he just got paid a ton of money. It's a Seattle wide receiver room. I mean, maybe you can get away with Lockett because he's rated a little lower. Um, if you could get DK as your third receiver, I think, yes, go for that. But I don't know. I'm not completely avoiding it not and not touching it, I would say, but I'm definitely 
very close to because, I mean, look at the quarterbacks. I just don't see how you're going to get, especially with DK Metcalf. Like, he's definitely lower than he would be in the past, but even then, I don't know. I don't want him as not – I don't want him as my wide receiver too. And it has nothing to do with the talent of the player. Who's throwing in the ball? That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, I – it's hard for me to agree because in a lot of my mocks, I am taking DK Metcalf just because where I fall and where he is, it's not a reach. He's just kind of sitting there. You know, I'd be pretty happy with DK just because. I don't know. I feel like it would be harder in standard to sell myself on it, at least with PPR. I have the, the receptions, but in standard, I feel like you're at least a little more dependent on the quarterback to like get more points or more yardage in standard. I don't, I wouldn't consider him almost like quarterback proof, but. I just am so high on him, and I think he really is a freak of nature that, like, I think he can be great. So I'm I'm still riding with DK, but for me, it's the Panthers wide receivers. I know we already spoke about DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Did he change his name? I don't I Maybe. He changed it from Robbie with a Y to Robbie with an IE. Got it. All right. So Rob, Robbie IE, I'm not feeling too great. Um, I generally don't touch the Panthers, but, like, yeah, I'm I'm not feeling them. No, I feel that, and I'm same thing for me with the last one. Won't really go in depth here, but the Falcons. I mean, nothing really there for me. I get you have Drake London, you have Pitts, you have these tall guys, but Pitts is going pretty pretty high, too high for my liking. And Drake London's, I I, I think you know we're gonna see an unfortunate comeback to earth season for Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Me too. There's there's just nothing. I wrote no desire. I'm not desire. I don't desire any action here. I don't like my world will not break if I don't have an Atlanta Falcon on my, any of my rosters. So yeah. And then my honorable mention was the bears. Yep. I, I I had saints players in my mocks. The saints players don't really even fall to me, but like, I'm not drafting Chris Olav, um, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas. If it wasn't for the injury, yes, I would have reached, but I'm, the second you hear injury, I'm like, come on, man. Again, you know, he may come back healthy. It could be nothing. I don't need it. Yep, I feel that. I'm aligned there. Saints, I've made it very clear how I feel about how I fear how the offense will do now that Sean Payton is gone. So, yeah, we'll see. Now, these next two, hopefully at this point, you know, people we're in a league with have stopped listening because these are – the ones that will really break us if we lose them. We're going to start with Ride Our Dies based off of our guts. And, again, these don't have to be big-time players. These are just players that you're ri- riding with. Oh, we're standing? I'll stand. Let's ride. Let's ride. ride. I got my number one. Can I go? Yeah, go. It seems you're very enthused. Saquon beat wow. him into the ground, Barkley. Damn. Okay, I know you've been. He's been very high on Saquon the past couple days. It seemed to have come up. Number one again. This is no particular order, but it's obvious. Naheem Hines. I've been high on this guy since they drafted him, and I'm not gonna stop pounding. I'm not gonna stop pounding the table for Naheem Hines. He's gonna kill it this year. You'll all see, and you'll all regret not drafting him. When you had a chance in the ninth or tenth round, you'll all regret it. Naheem Hines, baby. Naheem Hines. Oh, man, St. Brown. Oh, number three, you bastard. Going to be a god. I mean, he. you knew he was going to make my list after, you know, first ten weeks wasn't there, but then he came on in a huge way. Honestly, still might be rated a little too low, but that's besides the point. That's good. Amon Ross, like St. Brown. I want him. 
I haven't been able to get him in many mocks, but I want him. He is quarterback. I was number three, so you took a player for me. Whatever. This one, obvious. And my tone has switched greatly from who I originally wanted as my RB2. But this one's easy. Havante Williams, baby. You already know. Explosion's coming. Explosion is coming for Javante. And I think it's just going to be used in every way. Melvin Gordon said it best. Thank you for saying that, Melvin Gordon. Thank you. Javante Williams. Give me that. Dallas Goddard. <laughs> That's our tight end. That's our guy. That's our tight end guy that we're looking at. Third. He is just, he's so late. He's exactly where I'd like to take him. I think he is capable of so much more than, what is he, like tight end 12 or something where he's ranked? It's absolutely stupid. He's he's in the 86 spot, and that's like money for a guy that I think is going to be a very safe tight end one. With him, I've been aiming to get him and then Knox, so I'm very comfortable with that tight end room. Yeah, Um, those are are my hopes. I've been pounding the table to you over and over. Please, Lord. Please, please, Lord, let me get Josh Allen because I think I'm I'm happy to say this. I won't. I won't go. I'm going to go all out, quarterback one. But the the conservative part of me wants to say you're getting at least a top three quarterback here. Draft him in the third or fourth round because in my in one of my leagues where I'm comfortable, I'm, I'm never take quarterbacks high, but especially with back to back picks, I would take him in the fourth round. I would go quarterback that early for this guy. I know he's going to go earlier probably. Josh Allen, please let me get him. And now, just lightning rounding it, but uh, of players that we just want, I, I probably should have done better here because a bunch of them are in my rider ties. But I'll start. I have thirteen players on here, just rallying them off. So we'll go one one. We'll we'll, we'll uh let's go popcorn it. So number one for me, just set him. Josh Allen, I just want him. I want Josh oh, Allen. Williams. <laughs> um. I like alluded to this with Aaron Jones. I want AJ Dillon. I need AJ Dillon. Give me AJ Dillon. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> uh, this is it's 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 moments like this that I just wish we had uh, recording video. I mean, that was a slight little that that lasted for a minute. Uh, we'll we'll try to find something consistently. Number three for me, and I want him bad. Gabriel Davis. Give me. Give me. Give me Buffalo players that aren't Devin Singletary. Give me J.K. Rel. I mean Dobbins. <laughs> you need to breathe. Uh, you already took him. He's already my ride or die. Avante Williams. I need him. I want him. I need him. Not gonna lie, I got a little lightheaded. Woo. Yeah. Bring it back to reality. I'm never gonna get this guy. He's never in a million years gonna fall to me. But CD Lamb. Really. All right, that, that's a discussion for another time. This one's obvious. Michael Pittman Jr. Need, want, give me, need. Daddy, if I could get you Lamar Jackson in the sixth round, I will that, take that. I mean, that could be potentially mile. league winning right there. We never know. Number six, close to both of our hearts, Mr. And he jumped, Mr. Elijah Moore. Give me that. I want him. Yeah, dude. I, we haven't seventh, eighth round. Give me him. Give me him instantly. Um, Dallas go there. Uh, I already said Naheem, so I'm gonna bounce off of him. You had him as a sleeper. We're both high on him, Mr. George Pickens. Yep. It's never in a million, million, million years gonna happen. But Nick Chubby. 
I'm surprised I didn't have him on my list. That's because probably my Havante obsession. Number nine, another obvious one, Alec Pierce. I said I wanted Colts, and they're being represented beautifully on my list. I'm uh, I'm kind of I I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I want Kirk Cousins. I would love Kirk Cousins as my number two. I would not be too happy with Kirk Cousins as yeah, my I number would, one. I feel the same way, Matt Ryan. I could have done the same thing with him. Uh, number ten, Mr. Brandon Cooks. I want him as my two or flex. Mr. Consistency. He just puts the numbers up and. The rankings reflect that. He's now top 40 in PPR. I think he's at 37 ESPN PPR now, so he's seen a bump. This is going to be a wild card. The Chargers defense. <laughs> okay, good for you. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I might I might, I might, like draft him a little higher than I'm used to just because I really just think that top 12 could happen for him. And if that's your wide receiver too and he's the top 12 at his position, give me that all day, every day. That's all I got. Okay, so my other two, you already said both of them because we're both in line with them. Obviously, I'm going to have them on Ra on there. And then Dallas Goddard. So that wraps up our fantasy. Fantasy talk. A little different than last year, but I think effective nonetheless. Uh, if you are in any of our leagues and listening, please just remove everything you heard. So I don't want you screwing us. Um, bold predictions will be next week. That'll be, I guess we could just do solely. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll talk tomorrow. Because Stern and I will be seeing each other the next few days. Great, great trip away from life. Uh, so we'll talk about it. We'll discuss. But that'll be next week. Next week. Um, yeah, no, that'll be next week. So we still have two weeks, 15 days to kick off. So we have time for two preparation episodes for the season. So prepare for that. And to wrap it up, we will do the NFC and AFC North predictions, sir. Begin. I'm doing it. I debated and I said, you know what? I like enjoying my life. I'm going to put the Vikings taking the division. And I do as well. I think the Vikings do it. I I don't know. We both will very likely look like fools for counting out Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. There's always a team that just, you know, pops. And I think the Vikings have all the pieces to make that pop. I'm doing it. I don't really care. I want to have fun. Why not look forward to something? We want Colts-Vikings to be a meaningful game week 15. Let's do it. I'm just going to write Packers for two for you because I assume that's what you have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Three. The Lions. Eat those kneecaps. Eat them. Eat them. Are you looking at the dock right now? I'm going to let you see who I'm putting at three, and then we'll reveal it. We have the same exact we have the same. NFC North. We have the predictions. same. I also believe the Lions are going to finish ahead of the Bears. Not, it's probably obvious because of how low I've been on the Bears, but I don't know. It's not like I think the Lions are going to be great or anything. I just think they're going to be better than the Bears. Again, the Packers, still a playoff team you're looking at, but I just think the Vikings are going to just pop this year. They always seem to get one against the Packers every year anyway. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I think the insurgence of an offensive mind in there will really – do wonders for a team that has crazy, crazy offensive talent. And, yeah, I just think Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears, both of us. Beautiful. Love it. To the AFC North, very – always a tricky division, honestly. Who do you have, sir, coming in first? 
this this was this was tough. This was this was a uh, a whirlwind of a of a one last year. And you know what? It probably should be the Bengals, but my gut is just so hard on Lamar that I have the Ravens at number one. As do I. Again, I do not show our notes because that would not make this for a fun episode. We're just looking at two kindred minds, so I'm guessing you have the Bengals at two. I do have the Bengals at two. I do think I have them both finishing with the same record, uh, 11 and six, but. I'd even touch records yet. I know. I I will do records the week of the season, but I just wanted to give that clarification. I just think the Ravens, by some odd tiebreaker, will come in first. Still, obviously, respect the Bengals. I think both make the playoffs, which means not all. That means an AFC West team will miss the playoffs. If I have two AFC North teams making the playoffs, oh, yeah. Okay. Third for you. Who's in oh, third? Oh, the Steelers. Wow. Again, Stern and I do not share our notes. We do not disappoint. So we both have Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, and back where they. I'm going to say back where they belong. It feels bad. I mean, it doesn't feel bad. I feel bad for the fans who, like, you know, seem to think that the team was coming out of the ditch. But, no, Brown's back in last. I mean, Deshaun's going to be out till week 13, coincidentally against the Texans. Wonder how that happened. But I just think it'll be too many games for them to, like, keep track. The Ravens um, – the Browns – I'm not the Browns. The Steelers. Mike Tomlin's just a damn good head coach, and we'll get this team around, if not right over 500, like he does every season. And it'll be a grueling, tough, brutal division battle again. But we both are completely aligned on the North standings. Um, And, yeah, that will completely wrap up what's been a fun episode. We love talking about fantasy, getting a little fun with some of these segments. Some audio issues, but we we weathered the storm. We did it. Um, Again, it is... August 24th when this is recording. I can't promise it'll be out on the 24th. It might be out on the 25th. Stern, I know, might pay me to not release it till after his draft. But unfortunately, unfortunately, sir, I cannot do that. It's going to come out before three of my drafts. So we'll see how that works. If you have made it through this entire time listening and you're in my leagues, please, please don't touch my players. But with that being said, you got any, you got anything else, Stern? Or should we just, should we just circle back tomorrow when we see each other? Give each other a big hug. I got some closing thoughts. Oh, shit. One more day of work. Please, work gods, bless Twomley and I, because this week has been a week from hell. And I would just do anything to have a nice, peaceful, relaxing day tomorrow after work, take a nice, peaceful drive, and absolutely rage I can't wait. Please work, gods. Please. Yes. No. Completely echoing those sentiments. Uh, again, this will likely come out like close to midnight tonight just because I've got some other stuff to do. So when you do listen, most likely, there will be exactly two weeks till Bills, Rams, NFL kickoff week one. We're almost there, folks. We're literally two weeks away. We've made it. Thank you all again for stopping by. Please don't steal our players. Peace. Oh, nice hiccup. Peace.